0: And welcome to Ingredients to Happiness podcast. Thank you for having me. And also welcome to Kansas City. I hope you had a good trip down here.
1: Awesome trip. Uh, beautiful day. Put a few tunes out in the car on my way down, and uh, love it. Uh, two and a half hours later, I'm here.
0: So you live in Omaha, and and what I've read up on you is the reason you live in Omaha is because your car broke down in Omaha.
1: It, it's a it's a story that goes back well over forty five years. Was That's a long pit stop. It is a long pit stop. It says something for the people there, the surroundings, uh, uh, the nature of, of how I got there and, and how I was uh, greeted. Uh, I was leaving college. I dropped out. I was the first generation to start college. In,
0: in and that the, was at Northern Iowa?
1: University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. Uh, so I, I, my exit strategy was... To leave prior to graduation, my dad and I talked about that. He told mm. me that my higher education was over. He was out of money and uh, out of patience, and so I did I had two things I could have done. Uh, plan A would have been to go back to a small town in Iowa, mm-hmm. and he could say, "I told you so," for the rest of his life. And uh, or I could go west, and my first idea was to go to California. I mean. What's wrong with that and um, do
0: what go surfing every day
1: I, I, I no I, I don't know I just it just seemed like the thing to do is it was a faraway place that I hadn't been to okay and that uh, where in California It's in Southern California okay
0: like LA or
1: LA area yeah and so uh, my game plan wasn't uh, detailed packed up a soft-sided bag that I had and hopped in this 61 uh, Ford Falcon white. Three in the tree, (laughs) uh, blue interior bench seat, and uh, headed uh, west. And uh, my plan was to get to Denver uh, the first night.
0: Sure, yeah, that'd be a good spot. That'd be great. Yeah. Well... uh, Didn't quite make it there.
1: Early afternoon, I was going across the bridge from Iowa to Nebraska, and uh, my transmission was giving me trouble. And so I put the clutch in and coasted over to the side, and... uh, I had, to, I, had to, I had to solve some problems. Yeah. I had no place to stay. My transportation had given out on me. I didn't know anybody. And I was going to get hungry pretty quick. So I contacted... There was a gas station there. And so I contacted my one of my friends at college. And his parents lived in Omaha. And so I asked if... Because uh, uh, I was down on my luck.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you think I could stay there for a short time until I... Uh, got on my feet, and uh, he said he got got hold them, Whatever, I called them back at the dorm, and he said they're on their way. Put your hood up. I said it already is.
0: <laughs> and so that's how they would knew they would know yeah, to find you. Everybody
1: else's car was running with the hood down. Mine was yeah. not running with the hood up. And I it tra- would be
0: kind of funny if someone else had their hood up and they picked up <laughs> the wrong person.
1: <laughs> well, I had my happy face on. I said I've got to I've got to turn this. Uh, bad news into good news and sure. so the parents of my friend pulled up and introduced myself and uh, they knew somebody that could fix my car uh, which was nice and they said uh, you know hop in we'll head over and so there's a university area in Omaha called Elmwood Park adjacent okay. to the University of Nebraska at Omaha and they lived there and uh, got in and pulled in the driveway and we got out. Uh, the uh, father looked up and said, I've got a room above the garage. How's that going to work? And I go, you know, it's just what I've been looking for. <laughs> so I I went ahead and uh, grabbed my soft side. He said, well, we eat at 530, and we expect you. We walked in the house, and he kind of showed me the table and everything. He said, uh, that's your seat right there.
0: That is, that is the most Omaha thing I've ever heard because... My college roommate's parents, I I went to school in in Omaha at Creighton University, and, you know, you're very familiar with it, serving on the board there. Yep. Um, We would go, they would, like, invite me over and, like, ask to do my laundry and, like, you know, all these things where, like, my mom is just so embarrassed. She's like, you need to take care of yourself. And, you know, even then, when we went to go visit my college roommate recently, we actually stayed at his parents' house. And we didn't even stay at his house. I mean, his part, house was under construction. But it's almost like they, they feel like it's a privilege to help. And yeah. I, I just think that's a great mentality to have up there.
1: They took me in. And it really uh, it meant a lot to me because I really had no place to go. And so they took me in. And we ate that first night. And uh, he said, well, tell me a little about yourself. So I told him a little bit about myself. And he said, uh, I think they were testing me. Mm. at the time I didn't know it but as I look back you know over the years he said uh, how are you at painting and I said you know I can paint so I'm thinking you know we're going to paint a small bedroom or something yeah and he said uh, we've been thinking about painting the house
0: like the outside
1: like the outside (laughs) the whole outside I said well yeah I guess I could I'll have some time i will be more than glad to help you he said well one other thing he said I'm I'm not so good with heights are you? Well, I wasn't until he said that. I said I have no problem climbing the top ladder. <laughs> well, I we did it. We only painted one uh, side at a time, and we took a few day break. Cut the lawn, washed the cars. Uh, spent probably six or seven weeks there. Ate with a man wow. every night. Every That's night. Incredible. That, that e- just... Every night. Uh, laundry. You know, here's the bat. Here's the basket. Here's, you do it. You have access to it. Uh, they included me Yeah, they included me and uh, they didn't feel sorry for me they just included me because that was the kind of people they were
0: I love hearing stories like that
1: yeah and and, and that's you know could my uh, my business have succeeded or started anywhere else I don't know I know it worked there really well but that was the start I had you know not many doors were slammed in my face. Sure. Uh,
0: so let's talk about your business. You um, had a bar called Wild Willies.
1: Yes, that was when I was wild. <laughs> now, if I opened one today, it'd be called Mild Willies. Hey, you know,
0: there's a place for that. I'd probably go to it. I'm but not yeah, too wild.
1: We had a, we had a uh, like a beer garden,
0: and the next door was a pizza shop.
1: A little pizza shop that uh, a fellow and I start, started together. And uh, what year was this for context? This was, let's look back. I know I don't look quite that old. Uh, this was uh, the first part of 1973. The okay. ideas came together and sure. then uh, we opened. Uh, uh,
0: what was the name of the pizza shop at the time?
1: Well, it, it wasn't a shop. It was a new little center. Okay. So it was, this was all vacant space. So we came up with this idea some night. I don't know what night it was or day, but we decided to call it Godfather's. Because the movie, yeah, which is still iconic. It is. Three, I mean,
0: it, yeah, it's still popular.
1: Uh, it was on Netflix the other night. Uh, they have the movie come out in 72, I think, the original. And so everybody thought that was kind of a good name. Sure. I ran the trademark idea for the state through my attorney. Mm-hmm. Bang, we got it. And we weren't ever going to really do any more than a couple Sure. And so we weren't really caring about all the whole United States. When,
0: when, yeah, when you, when you said that, was it still essentially a franchise? Was that always part of the plan? It was a one-off. Of okay.
1: It was a one-off.
0: But what made you dive into, hey, we've got this great pizza shop, Godfather's Pizza. Why are we going to franchise it? Or
1: wh- Well, as time went along, I think uh, uh, the gentleman that was, I was with him, he was with me, whatever. Greg Johnson, who's a, uh, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm who operates uh, Minsky's, owns and operates Minsky's in Missouri and I don't know where else, but I'm, I'm you know, he's got several here. Yeah. Great guy, Yeah, uh, uh, maybe a year and a half, we decided to do different things for whatever reason. Sure. Uh, and so people would come in and you know they, they'd want one of these. And the first group uh, that came in were from Columbus, Nebraska. I think I opened a second one in Lincoln And maybe another would carry out in Omaha. So I was either. So where
0: was the first location at? 99th and Q
1: Street, Southwest Omaha. Southwest Omaha. Right by Thomasville Apartments. I was a manager at Thomasville. And I knew everybody up there. And I eventually left there and ran the place. Uh, So it was Southwest Omaha. uh, Young people, brand new apartments. Uh, Everybody had a new kitchen. Funny thing is, nobody cooked. Really? Okay. They wanted to go out. They wanted to hang out. They wanted a place to go. The apartments were surrounded by a, a golf course, so there's leisurely activity there. Yeah, and so uh, you know, our town was not short on pizza, uh, so there was plenty of it there. But
0: I mean, yeah, how big was like Pizza Hut at the time? I mean, Pizza were they Hut still had
1: a had a head start on us. They were all over our city. Uh, they had a, a, a dissimilar product. Theirs originally was a lot thinner.
0: And, and you guys had more of the pan style? Uh,
1: we, we invented pan without calling it pan. You know, we cooked it in a pan because we couldn't cook it on the on the oven floor because of the fact you couldn't maneuver it it'd fall apart when you it was oh, just so okay. heavy. Interesting. It was five pounds. And so uh, this group came in, three postmen from Columbus. And I didn't like know mailmen? Mailmen. One was an assistant postmaster and the other two were carriers. These are mailmen. And they'd come in every Sunday afternoon because they didn't work. they drive down, which is about, I don't know, 85 or 90 miles. Yeah. And every Sunday, one of them was married. Actually, take it back. Two were married. Larry Smith uh, was a single friend of theirs. And uh, so they come in and say, you know, we want one of these. These are, I said, well, you know, I'm not going to go to Columbus, Nebraska. I don't even know where it is, but I'm not going. <laughs> so I was... I tried to discourage them. Well, sure. great, another Sunday come by and they'd miss, then following Sunday they'd come in. And so I said, okay, I trust them. They, they were honest looking people. And yeah, they're the mailman. They're, what could be wrong with this? So uh, they said, well, we've already got our eye on a spot. I said, well, let's not move this ball too quickly. You know, Let's just take a little time sure. here. So one weekend I drove up to Columbus and uh, they had this little cafe that this older lady was selling. It was a, it was a standalone building, and there was living quarters upstairs. And if you know about Columbus, there was a, it was a viaduct bridge kind of separated the town. And this was kind of the the right part to be in. Uh, there was a, a Holiday Inn Holodome, where they have a mm-hmm. dome that was back in the 70s, oh, 74, yeah. 75, whatever. And so, I uh, I like the location. I met the lady. Her name was Billy. I'm Willie. Her name was Billy. She's about this tall. Billy and Billy. Billy and Willie. And I I said, uh, okay. I said we didn't have any any agreements. I didn't have anything. We shook. You shook we did, hands. We, we did a handshake. How about that? And we did it. And I said, now one of you. Can are, you imagine
0: doing that today? First of all.
1: Well, you know, things have changed a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And you know, your word and your your, your oath of honor used to maybe be a little more than it is today. I still believe in that, but sure. you've got to back it up with some documents. Anyway, I'll, I'll bring it up. They uh, we shook hands. I got them lined up. I said it's got to be the same all the time. No skimping. You know, we're not going to make donuts out of the out of the old <laughs> dough. We're not doing that, okay? Yeah, that's okay. Fresh dough every day. Uh, I want to weigh these things. are Going to weigh five pounds. The combos are five pounds. I don't want a four-pound combo. And do you agree? And they agreed. They shook hands. I said, one of you, or your wife or family, has to be in here when it's open. And, and no more golfing. No more golfing. If you have clubs, you better put them in storage. That's right. Because this is this is this is a business, and we're going to run it like one. Well, they were enormously successful. Not not having any knowledge of the restaurant.
0: Did basis. they quit their jobs then? And
1: they eventually did. A couple of them retired, uh, but they ran it. Everybody knew them.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that actually being a mailman would be one of the best ways to open a business because you know everyone. Well,
1: and the gentleman who owns it now was their manager for a long time. They sold it to him. Uh, his name's Bob Kuda. And he is the operator's operator. T shirt, ball cap, knows everybody in town. Goes to the games, goes to the wrestling needs, goes to graduation. That's great. He's the man. He's he's the man with the plan. Place looks the same, the parking lot's still half gravel. <laughs> Place is cleaner than a pin. I'm kind of meticulous on Sure. You probably have
0: Yeah, I've been I've been figured to your that source. out, yeah.
1: Kind of a bit but uh anyway that was the start of it
0: so um it kind of took off you you had yeah. i think you set some records for a while you you opened how many stores in in 3 years
1: well in 77 78 79 were you were you born then
0: no i was 88 so i'm 31
1: you are a slacker you got to. you got Anyway, my life hasn't even started yet. You were, yeah, yours hasn't even started. Uh, we uh, had fifty groups of, of franchisees, and they obligated for three stores a year for three years. So we opened four hundred and fifty restaurants in thirty-six months.
0: How do you even do that? Did you go to the openings? Like how? Yeah. How do you manage your time when you when you have to check in on four hundred and fifty locations? Well,
1: you know, I, I hired some staff to help on the follow up and all. But, yeah, I made, I would say, probably 90-plus percent of all the openings, uh, flying six to 700 hours a year in a private plane, Uh, getting there, being part of the celebration, part of the success, uh, make myself readily available, a lot of long weeks. You know, I'd look at the schedule for, like, Tuesday, and we'd go to Wichita, and then up to uh, uh, Winona, Minnesota. Over to Joliet in Illinois, you'd think that'd be a week. Well, that's, that's Tuesday.
0: That's one day. That's one day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now, now so, let's I mean, talk. like, how many cities would you go to in a week?
1: Uh, I could go to at least a dozen. Oh, my goodness. So, it, you know, I had a schedule. I had uh, paperwork on everybody the, before I got there, so I knew... Well, I, I met them all, but you know you have to. You get a little yeah,
0: confused. So about. you have like a, a dossier, essentially. <laughs> I, yeah, they,
1: I had a scheduler that was very good.
0: Their favorite color is blue. <laughs> yeah, just, and <laughs> or And mine kid. is
1: green. Let's see the check. Okay. okay yeah, well, I love well, it. I love let's, it. Let's let's, let's let's do this the right way. Let's start out with the money. So you no, know, they were we had a, we had an unbelievable group of people. They were they were just it was a team. It was just a, it was a real team, and. They did what they said they were gonna do, and so did we. It wasn't like we didn't do what we said we'd do. So how many
0: employees did you have back in Nebraska, or wherever your headquarters Probably
1: It was in Omaha, uh, probably at its peak, probably 50 to 60. Mm -hmm. And then there was some regional folks that were in the field, real estate people in the field. I tried to look at most of the proposed real estate that they were going into. Key to ours is, we didn't build buildings. It wasn't a, our deal. wasn't mm-hmm. a real estate play. It was we
0: leased. Because McDonald's is a real estate play. That's a
1: real estate play. This is because our people were smaller people, and if they could dig up the money for one, that's it. That's all they could build. Sure. So we leased the space, uh, so you could capitalize on X amount of dollars. Could open three, as opposed to opening one.
0: And having all your 40. money sunk into the into one. purchase price. It, yeah. yeah,
1: that's it. And then you then you're burdened with it so uh our model just really worked well
0: so you know you you did really well with that you end up selling how many years later
1: uh it was 10 by 10 10 years we merged with
0: 10 years uh, since you started from beginning the very beginning of franchising or
1: godfathers from one
0: so how many years of franchising did Uh, you have under your belt we
1: did uh seven and a half years, maybe eight.
0: Okay. Not long. No, not long. But not long. I'd say uh, you got some stuff accomplished. In we those we years. had
1: some momentum. Uh, if you look at Restaurants Institutions Magazine, the, the data just is, it spoke well. There was 100, 150% gain in, in, uh, in our growth on a yearly basis for several years. It just, the model just seemed to work really well for everybody. And we picked our franchisees right. We picked hard workers. They didn't necessarily have to have a restaurant background. That wasn't sure. a, was not a prerequisite. sometimes it was better that they didn't. So because we didn't have to change what they well at, at such and such we used to do it this way. Well, we're not doing it that way. We're doing it.
0: This. I had never cooked a donut in my life before opening a donut shop. So I mean, you know,
1: you know speaking of donuts, because I'm a food guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm all food. My 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 daughters are. My granddaughter is. Uh, We had a donut shop. I think I mentioned this to you once before. Uh, Grew up in Clinton, Iowa. And we went to Sacred Heart Church. used to go sometimes on Saturday night, 5 o'clock. Yeah. And if we were good. Only if you're good. Only if you're good. And my mom would be there, my brothers on the other side, and we were poking at each other and we're not paying attention. So on the pew ahead of us, we'd have our hands, you know, just hold on. We had to stand up during the. Oh, yeah. And my mom would take her fingernail and she'd get me right in right here she just got pressed just a little bit you know yeah and that meant shape up mm. that was all that had to we shaped up and then if we were good uh, there was a place called the Spudnut Shop oh yeah potato donuts I, potato think, it was, donuts. I think it started in Iowa somewhere it, it might have been and made right started in Iowa mm. the loose meat sandwich yeah uh, but we'd go over and get a bag of donuts and they were they were hot and they were fresh and we'd go home and have a little bit of dinner and then Go some ahead.
0: donuts before dinner <laughs> well
1: if we'd sneak one maybe we split one maybe but then after dinner we'd, sounds like my son we had yeah we. I'm, I, I'm a I'm a donut fan too
0: I just love that because everyone has a donut story
1: that's mine from, from from when I was very very young but it was set right on the corner it was there for the longest time kind of a dingy dark little neighborhood thing oh yeah onesie and you could park pretty close out front run in and uh, glazed was that's what they were known for glazed potato flour donut big puffy thing
0: yeah i mean you know our, our best seller is still a glazed donut even if we have 40 000 combinations all right I,
1: that's kind of a go-to
0: it is yeah, it's I, safe and it's, it's safe i know it's, what it's, it's
1: good i i know what it's gonna taste like sure thing no surprises
0: i think what's interesting too is you've been a franchisor but you've also been a franchisee i have um, so Famous Dave's Barbecue was Famous one of your next ventures. Famous
1: I Dave's was in the, around the year 2000, so that's more current. Uh, I was at a, a, a finance conference in Scottsdale. General Electric uh, fin- Finance Corp. used to run these uh, conferences, and they, they, they loaned a lot of money to a lot of franchise businesses. Mm-hmm. They, were the go- they had the money. Sure, I mean, you had to jump through hoops and everything, but at yep. the end of the day, they told you, we have the money. And so we said, okay. And so I was out there with another friend of mine, and we were, he had uh, Popeyes, and he had oh, two or three other ones. So he was out there. So I didn't go the first day. And uh, he came back that night, and he says, Willie, you missed it. We had a lunch catered. I said, I said what was it? Barbecue. And I, I'm, I'm okay with barbecue. I like barbecue.
0: Yeah. Well, we happen to love barbecue down here in well, Kansas Well, yeah, I, I know.
1: It. I know. This is it. And so I... Uh, he said, you got to go tomorrow. They're going to do it again. They're out of Minneapolis. Famous Dave's. I'd never heard of him. Mm. So I went, and there was a famous Dave. This guy, Dave Anderson. And he was there. He was bigger than life. Famous. You He's famous. Say. American Indian. Good guy. Yeah. I shook his hand. He introduced me. I just... He had a great personality. I trusted him. I could tell I could trust him.
0: Do you, do you get that? I like, get it. I wouldn't... Get that vibe I people. wouldn't be
1: here... Uh, unless I trusted you, and I, I've met well, you, you once before. Yep, I like I like the Creighton background. That that was kind of your door opener. Well, thank you. And then somebody else I know, uh, Kimberly Stern, uh, gave you the
0: the nod. of a great radio show?
1: Awesome, awesome person. And so I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go on those two recommendations. And uh, anyway, so Famous Dave, we had it. I loved it. I mean, I loved it. And I said, "Where's your closest store?" He said, "Well, it's it's uh, Lincoln." He said, but okay. That's a company store. Hmm. I said, "Okay." He said, uh, "I said, would you franchise?" Them? Said, they hadn't franchised. They had a couple of handshake deals. You know how you do it when you begin,
0: mm-hmm. which we just talked yeah. about. Yeah, yeah.
1: He had a couple of handshake deals with a brother-in-law, somebody, and I don't know somebody's friend. But no, I was the first pure. I, I was wanted to be the first pure franchisee. You know, with documents.
0: Why would they do a company store in Lincoln over Omaha?
1: Well, they were looking in Omaha and didn't find the right spot. So their second choice was Lincoln. They were only going to put two in, Omaha-Lincoln. That was it. They weren't going to go anywhere else in the state. So I said, okay. So I, I went I went down and traveled down there. I saw it. It was great. So I, uh, I said, well, we're not going to franchise Omaha. I said, that's fine, but I want to let me in the back of the house. I'll sign a... Non compete or confidentiality, whatever sign. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. I trust you. So I went down there, and actually, uh, I worked there two or three days a week, afternoons, early evenings. I'd drive down there to Lincoln, and on Sundays, yeah, it's you know it's forty-five minutes away, yeah, yeah. and it was a madhouse. It was a madhouse. Hmm. So about three weeks into it, I uh, I called him, and he said, "Well, we're not going." I said, "Well, can I just come visit you in Minneapolis?"
0: You were pretty dead set on it. Oh, I'm getting it.
1: Yeah. I'm getting it. And he said, yeah, it'd be great. So I flew up there, and uh, he told others no. And when I left, he said, you got it.
0: So you I did said, Omaha.
1: I'll, yes, I'll do it I'll do it just the way you want to do it. Whatever you say we're going to do. So I uh, went ahead and uh, went back and worked at it. And so one Sunday I was leaving. I had hung up my, my apron I cleaned up my whole area, I unloaded the smoker during the day, I made those cornmeal muffins that they make. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving, the manager was Chuck, and they put me in a line a couple times to cook, and I'm not as, these guys, <laughs> they go, and they finally tapped me go, back in the prep, Willie. So yeah. I, I, they could do, I, I'm cutting the ribs like this, you know, I want them just, yeah. like, and they're going bang, 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 I, go, I can't. In the back, I made the soup, which is, blanched the vegetables. Uh, steam the rice, uh, pull the chicken. It was a it was a northern Minnesota uh, uh, brown rice chicken soup. It was great, but you really had to make it. Sure, there wasn't just a, a thing you pulled open yeah. and poured it in. So I'm leaving, and Chuck comes over to me. And I think he, I'm tested, and we talked about testing. Mm-hmm. He said, Willie, he says, you did a great job. And before you leave, it's like five o'clock on Sunday night. He said, we need a few more muffins, cornmeal muffins. Would you make them before you leave? And my whole area was clean. And I said, yeah, how many of He says, 300. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. So I got the batter and whipped it up and got the pans out, put them all in. And th- they bake them off, but they I, they needed to prep. I was a prep sure. guy, yeah. one of many. And uh, so I did that. So I thought, well, I'm going to get a drink in the bar. You know, I've been here. Sure. It's Sunday at 6.15 at night. I got to drive back to Omaha by myself. So I'm in the barn. It's about three deep. So Mm. I stand there and I get up to two deep. And then maybe, and that's not going to happen. So I walk out. I'm not mad. I walk out and I go, that's it. I'm doing this and I'm doing it ASAP. So I picked a spot in Omaha. uh, And the rest is history. In Omaha, we opened a couple, three more there four more there, uh, came to Kansas City, where all the competition is, sure. and uh, I went out to the Speedway, Yep. when there was only Cabela's, the track, and the furniture market. I was out there earlier today, I stopped yep. there on the way in to say, hey. It's
0: way different, huh?
1: I've seen it since, but I've never seen it like today. Yeah, fully I was, developed. Oh, I was that soccer thing, and all those, the casinos, and All the office buildings, the hotels, it so get this one. So I gotta get famous Daves to agree to the location before and we built the building. Okay. I said we gotta make it special. We just can't go into some strip mall somewhere close. Yeah. We gotta really put our feet down there. We gotta play hardball because they'll drive us out if we don't. Sure. If we're at the end of a gas station trying to cheap our way in, they're gonna call us out. We gotta go in all the way. Yep. Got a hold of G E they said, go ahead, we're behind you on it. So we got this piece of ground. Famous Dave's comes down, and they look around and they go, oh,
0: why, <laughs> right? What is <laughs> there's, it? There's nothing there's here. There's
1: corn down here. There's soybeans. There's no people. I said, you see that track? Uh, you see that furniture mart from Omaha? They're, they're, I mean, and Cabela's, uh, the large we'll, we're going to go back and see if you can get this approved. Well, they wrote a note, and they said on the report, Deny. Hmm. Deny. So I called Dave. He yeah. said, Dave, he said, You really want to do it? I go, Yeah, I'm not asking you to throw any money in. Let me do this one. Let me go toe to toe with KC. We did, and it was an unbelievable store. Yeah, it was incredible. Unbelievable store. Everybody came to it.
0: Super incredible. And then, you know, it's kind of funny. You, you get back into the pizza game.
1: Yeah, uh, about 10 years ago, which let's call it 2009. Okay. I'd sold my all my Famous Daves to the friend of mine that introduced me to Famous Daves. Okay. Greg. And uh, I wanted to, to reinvent uh, either a wood-fired or a coal-fired oven. So I did some research on it. There wasn't many around. Coal's tough to, to deal with because of its high, high temperatures. Yeah. And the soot and just the environmental stuff and the scrubbers you have to put on. Mm -hmm. So I uh, went to Chicago, met up with a guy that had a place in there, a small little neighborhood place, Uh, and I liked what he was doing, so I had to find a spot, so I went to an area in Omaha, you're probably familiar, Dundee, kind of a funky little place. Older retail, two or three blocks of retail yeah. surrounded by older homes. A bit
0: eclectic, yeah.
1: Very. And there was this one spot. It was a building. It's called the Model A building. It had been vacant for seven years. So I got an appointment to see it. Uh, it had living quarters upstairs. It was the old live-work thing.
0: And it didn't even have a floor in it, right? Dirt. Dirt, dirt was the dirt floor. floor. Windows were... Would that pass health inspection? I would, no. Dirt okay. won't pass. You can't, you can't <laughs>
1: sweep dirt. And get down to because it was just all dirt. The sure thing. Well, the entrepreneur part of me kicked in, and entrepreneurs see things other people don't see. Yep. Clearly, we're not smarter. We don't get up earlier. We don't stay up later. We don't have better eyesight, but we can see opportunity. Yep. We have vision, and we don't mind taking that risk. Uh, and I understand uh, when things don't work too. I'm okay, not everything's gonna work. Sure. So I, uh, s- I tried to buy the building, couldn't, so I signed a, a lease. The guy said, when are you gonna open, get a built in a couple months? I said, no, it'll be about a year. Mm. He said, what do you mean? You're, you're the pizza guy. I said, well, I'm gonna do some traveling. So I traveled for about eight months, took a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, where'd you go? All over. Boston, yeah, United Minneapolis. States. Minneapolis,
1: all over the United States, uh, San Jose, Phoenix, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Atlanta, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
0: And you would just try and find the best pizza places in town. I'm
1: trying to cherry pick. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want any low-hanging fruit. Everything I picked was from the top. So I had to get in that ladder that I painted that guy's house with when I was yeah. down on my luck. Yep. I got that ladder out, and I said, I'm climbing to the top of this. And then I put it all together. And, um uh, uh,
0: You've been there? I have, I've been to both. What do you, you think? Have, you have two locations now. What do you think? I think it's fantastic. Uh, my wife, who doesn't eat a lot of pizza, she every time we go to Omaha, she has to go to Pitch.
1: How are those meatballs?
0: Great, great. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> the first time that we went there, the people next to us got meatballs. And, and you got a nose hit. Yeah, and, and so ever and since eyeballs. then, whenever the word Pitch and Omaha came together, the third word was meatball. I don't know.
1: I I think that uh, you know, the recipes there are great. There's no veto vote. There's stuff for the the smallest, yeah, the middle, and the oldest. Uh, it's a uh, it's a phenomenon. I sold that uh, five years ago. Uh, they've since opened another one in Scottsdale. It's you know it's not going to be a chain of eight hundred or five hundred. It's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be individual. Put in a special spot and and be special. It's a very special place, and uh, it it's you know, nobody goes there anymore because it's always too busy.
0: It is. It's it's uh, super busy. We had to go. We went on uh, Labor Day weekend, and it was. Um, we said we're going to go early so that we could beat the crowd. And it was How, still busy?
1: Yeah, you you can't beat the crowd.
0: Yeah, I mean we tried, but it it's usually. It's there's a good mojo,
1: there's a good vibe. There is,
0: I highly recommend for any listeners that go to Omaha to go to Pitch.
1: It's, uh, and the name came from, we goofed around with it. Our coal uh, that we get from Pennsylvania uh, was Pitch Black. Huh. And so we said, let's just cut that back to Pitch. Yeah. Let's have a one word and that's what everybody calls it. That's it's the go-to spell. We got great people working there they're trained, you know. We they train the people really well, and what's kind of neat is after you sell it, because that's you know I can I can create and I can scale, which is yeah. kind of a weird bird. It is. That's it's a very weird flying bird that can do both, uh, but I enjoy then moving on. And yeah. uh, uh, we're doing something the first of the year. I'm doing something that I've been working on for a while. Not ready to announce, it'll be announced in a couple months. It's uh, it's one of my most exciting ventures and it's, it's in my wheelhouse and it's going to surprise, uh, it's kind of an innovation is what I'm doing. Oh, very cool. Of something current, but we're gonna make it real relevant. Awesome. Uh, on how we deliver it, so.
0: Very cool. So when people ask me what being an entrepreneur is like, I describe it as high highs and low lows. Do you, do you, are you, are you happy?
1: Very. Uh, I've, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about two or three things that you define as, as happy. I I had a 1.9 GPA in high school. Mm. I've had a 4.0 life. With its, with its downs. Yeah. Okay. You just got to hold
0: on. Yep. You're not going to fall off. You're not going to jump. You hold on. What about... All that traveling, I mean, how did that affect how, things? Well, I mean, it
1: does. It takes, it, uh, you know, uh, it affects your personal life, yep. uh, family. Uh, we all survived. Uh, uh, great relationships with my kids, wife. And they spend a lot
0: of time in Omaha. You know? Yeah,
1: my, it was kind of fun this summer. Well, they come in every summer. Yep. They all come in at different times, but my one daughter, who's the, uh, the oldest, has. My only granddaughter, Mia, it's Amber and Mia. Uh, mother daughter, Crystal, just got married recently. Mother daughter, uh, Arielle, hasn't got married yet. Uh, but Amber comes in, she was in 11 weeks. And what we did the most of is cook. Cook. We do recipes. We don't just at the last minute, we plan things. We get a recipe, we make an ingredient list. Go to the store. We forage. Yep. We don't compromise. We forage, and when we are all in the kitchen, either holidays or this summer, uh, we all have a duty to do. We all get it. We're all doing our own thing, Mm -hmm. and we're talking and preparing and shopping and dicing, and uh, it really food, family, faith, friends, and food, kind of the four Fs. I, I got those in in high school and a couple in college. <laughs> I, those are important to me now. They weren't then. Sure. I wanted to just, and you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I'm, I was identified, I, I do some work with Gallup. Yeah. And they have that uh, entrepreneurial 10 testing, the assessment. Now yeah. they have the BP 10, builder profile. Okay. What can you build? And you know, when I came home with a report card that had maybe not a grade or two, parents go right to that. What about this, hmm. this bee and wood shop? Where's that rank? They're not even looking at that. You know, they're going right down here. So try to focus on the things you're good at because yep. you're not good at everything. Uh, maximize your strengths.
0: Yeah, I've been advised to quadruple down on things that work.
1: That's exactly right. And don't get distracted. Like when I, I learned how to fly a Jet Ranger helicopter several years ago, had one. I had it for a couple of years. I said, I, I think I can fly this.
0: It's pretty dangerous. It's you know, dangerous. It's like
1: it's like holding a, a a basketball underwater with one finger. You know, you got oh, to. That's interesting. Yeah, you got to do all this, and so my my uh, instructor said, doing a bunch of stuff, and then he cut the throttle and have to do a auto dive. You had to do the opposite of what you want to do. You want to pull back. Yep. You got to face to the ground to keep the inertia in the prop, mm. or it stops, and then you do fall to the ground. So if you pull like this, it's gonna. It doesn't have the inertia mm. and he said don't worry about what just happened get ready for what's going to happen next okay that's what happened has happened so I don't look in the you know the rearview mirror in my car is this big yep the windshield's this big so that's try to focus on what's next and that's uh that's what I'm doing right now actually
0: yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to see what's next for you. It's gonna be
1: awful cool. It's uh, I'm gonna uh, the project is innovation 2020, which it'll be introduced early next year. And uh, I have had a lot of cooperation with a lot of people. And there's been a lot of ideations of it. And this is this is the best compact uh, form that we can put together.
0: I love it. One last fun question before we go. Every picture I've seen of you, you're you're dressed in black. What's with, what's with the black?
1: Well, there's no big then you don't have to. Um, there's no big decision now. This is a brown shirt. I know, a dark I see that. Shirt. I see that. I'm like, whoa, we're mixing uh, it up. Uh, my closet is lined up. You know, can you imagine two fingers in between each? Yeah, that's that's a fanatic uh, approach. to I didn't know it. if
0: it was like a Steve Jobs turtleneck sort of. Well,
1: you know, he was he he was like that too. Yeah. He had. Uh, it's a comfortable... I don't want to worry about what's going to match and what's. I'm not. I'm not a clothes guy. Mm-hmm. Mine are clean. I, I change often, uh, but it may look the same. But uh, tonight it won't be the same. I'll, I'll change again. All but right.
0: uh, I can't say the same. There may be, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is there what you get. May be,
1: there may be a hint of black again, but uh, it just it's it doesn't distract from my message.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the time. It's been a great conversation.
1: You know, this is real important, and, and coming down here and, and and with Kimberly and with yourself and a few other folks that I've met, it's uh, it's very similar to what's happening in Omaha. I mean, we are Midwestern. Yes. We tend to get things done because there's deadlines. Yep. Instead of mañana, we've got a. I I start things. It's real important to show up. I didn't give you an excuse today why I wasn't going to be here. I didn't. Call your texture Kimberly a day or two ago and say, well, you know, something came up. Mm. So I show up and I encourage people to finish and figure out what happens in the middle, but start and finish. That's how you get to be
0: successful. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Willie. My pleasure. Good luck to you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. If you liked what you saw, please hit the subscribe button. Also, you can find us on social media in the links below. Thank you.